Hiya, it's Carol here from Kicking Habits, a weekly show sharing stories, skills and techniques to help you take back control of the habit or addiction in your life. I'm going to be bringing you some fantastic guests to talk about their stories on how they conquered their habits along with some professionals in the field who will bring their knowledge and expertise to the show. Maybe you found yourself here because you're sick and tired of the rinse and repeat cycle of your habit or addiction. Then tune in and take away some nuggets to get you started on your journey to freedom. Enjoy the show. Hey, how things? Today, I want to talk about something that's quite embarrassing, actually. And it was quite embarrassing for quite a few years. And it involved the bin men. And we all have a chuckle about this in the sort of sober space on social media. How we carry our bottles down to the recycling bin at home and just gently drop them in so nobody can hear. But when the bin men came on a Monday morning to my house, the whole street could hear my bin being emptied. And inside, I used to cringe. Because I used to think, oh, crumbs, I drink so much. It's so embarrassing. What will the neighbours think? What will the bin men think? <laughs> and it was all about really trying to keep it a bit of a secret of how much I drank. And it just reminded me about posting about this story and actually doing a very short presentation for my networking group once about this. And the noise when I hear other people's bins being emptied just takes me back to Monday mornings. And the reason I bring this up is because I was, um, I volunteered for a mental health charity and we had our um, coffee tea session where people can just pop in after work and just sit and have a general chit chat. And I'm just wrapping up the Sober October 30 day program at the um charity where a volunteer and one of the volunteers who we'd not met before we were sat together and one of the participants came along who'd, who'd been doing sober october and we were just chatting about alcohol really and this volunteer said to me well how much were you drinking carol and i said well probably a bottle a night to start with and then it sort of got up to a bottle and a half I couldn't quite stretch to two bottles because the thing is with me, I hate the spinning, the dizziness, and I just hate being sick. I hate it with a passion. So I will do anything to avoid being sick. Thankfully, I've got quite a tough tummy, so I don't suffer too much with sickness, thankfully. That's probably why I, do. I just hate being sick. Um, and she said, oh, right, OK. And she didn't say anything and then 
we were chatting generally and one of the participants um, sort of piped up and said that she'd done the experiment, the 30-day experiment with me over October and uh, sort of gave her view on how she found it. And then the volunteer said to me, well, I drink a bottle of wine a night. She said, and you know, deep down, I have been thinking it's not good for my health. And the thing is, as a coach, there's no judgment or there shouldn't be any judgment. You have your ears open and your mouth closed when people are sharing. Um, so, yeah, she was chatting about it and, you know, about friends that drink just as much and we were swapping stories and I was saying about I used to go down the pub and I still go down the pub occasionally not as much as I used to do and because your friends are drinking just as much as you are or possibly more than you are you don't see that it's an issue but obviously me having that conversation with her and saying that I drank a bottle of wine a bottle and a half of wine and she says why did you stop I said well I, I just was sick of feeling like poop the next day, um, foggy head and nauseous tummy, forgetful, grumpy because I'd not slept very well, you know, interfering with my relationship with my partner, not spending quality time with my kids, not being able to get in the car and, and drive when you want to drive, always making excuses to have a drink you know, organising lunch dates with my daughter so I could have a drink in the afternoons, at the weekends, that sort of thing. And it sort of got her thinking to the point where she said, well, when's your next one? I said, well, in January, for dry January. She said, I, th I think I might come along. So it obviously sparks something off when you have conversations. And how does this relate to the bin? <laughs> well, this relates to the bin because we don't really realise how much we are actually drinking until somebody says something or you have a conversation with someone that's no longer drinking their bottle of wine a night. I mean, I'm quite upfront about my drinking, I used to have a couple of pints of lager first, heavy duty lager too, San Miguel, and then I'd go on to wine and I'd probably have three large glasses of wine, which is a bottle, down the pub, and then we'd come back about half past seven in the evening, back home to cook tea, and then I'd open another bottle of wine and share a bottle of wine with my hubby. So that was just normal, just completely normal because you know, everybody drinks down the pub and we all, everybody was having much the same and I'm making the assumption that a lot of people, when they get home, probably open a bottle with dinner anyway. We don't, we don't like to be upfront about how much we're drinking. I go to class and see the doctor and what you're drinking. Majority of people... I'm sure there are some that are very truthful, but the majority of people cut it right back. So I know for a fact, if you say three bottles a week, the doctor will at least double that 
to six bottles because we don't like to admit how much we're drinking because we know deep down it's not good for our health. You know, it causes blood pressure issues, it causes heart issues, it messes with our memory, you know, it has a big impact on our brain, massive impact on our brain. Um, menopausal women, it has, plays havoc with your hormones and there's lots of other, I mean, it's a class one carcinogen, it's directly linked with seven different types of cancers. And we do know subconsciously, and this is not a lecture, by the way, this is just me doing me and giving you some, you know, information because I'm an educator around alcohol as well as a coach. And I certainly didn't know that wine was cancer-causing and that it was actually classed as a carcinogen class one which um, the World Health Organization have, uh, have said that no amount of alcohol is safe, but the medical officer's um, recommendation is 14 units. Now, 14 units is not a lot. There's nine units in a bottle of wine. So a unit is... We were chatting last night about a 125 measure. Now, depending on the alcohol, the ABV, you know, alcohol um, content in the wine, if it's 11%, it's not so bad. If it's like 14 or 15%, then a, a large glass of wine can carry as much as three units. So if you have three of those... You know, that's like nine units, which is a bottle. And if you do that twice in a week, then you're over your limit of units of 14. So it's just being aware, and I think the light went on last night for this particular lady, and just how, a, you know, our very general conversation will have made her think about her drinking. And my bin being emptied and the embarrassment of that certainly reminded me of how much I was drinking, for sure. But I think society portrays drinking as just a normal thing that everybody does. I'm an 80s girl. I was down the pub from early 80s when I left school. And I didn't have a clue what to drink. I mean, I'd not really had any alcohol at all until I was probably about 15 or 16. And I went down to the local pub. It was disco night. Mum gave me £2.50. <laughs> that was entry to the disco in the pub and money for a drink. And I turned up at the bar. I didn't have a clue. I was asked what I wanted. Um, they didn't obviously know I was, I was under 18 because I was really tall, well-developed young lady. 
at 15 and um, it was recommended a cider because it was quite sweet and I'm sure if alcohol pops had been around then it would have been a wicked or a white lightning or whatever uh, and that that's what was recommended to me and that was the start of my drinking journey really although I didn't drink a lot and I hated with a passion feeling woozy and horrible uh, and that stayed right up until I decided to quit. Um, I used to I used to run a pub in the village where I live with a friend of, of mine. And I was well known for disappearing into the kitchen of our pub and making myself a cup of tea when we had a lock-in. Do you remember those? <laughs> they probably still happen. Where last orders and everybody carry on drinking. And I would go into the kitchen, make myself a cup of tea. And, oh, Carol's on the tea. <laughs> because I just knew exactly when I'd had enough. But my enough could be two bottles over, a, you know, from tea time right through until very late in the evening. As long as I paced myself and didn't drink it too quickly, I could tolerate quite a lot of wine. But that woozy, horrible, sicky, yucky feeling, I would always stop. Now, for some people, that might be only after a couple of glasses, but I'd got a gold medal for drinking wine because I'd been practising for such a long time. <laughs> so I could put it away for sure, definitely. And I just saw that as normal because people that I hang around with and or hung around with and drank with were very much the same. And probably their bins were probably just as packed as my bin. <laughs> so my question to you is, when bin day comes, do you feel embarrassed of the noise when it's been emptied? Is that telling you that there's a possibility that maybe you're drinking a little bit too much? Do you really know deep down that you are drinking too much? Maybe your partner's told you. Maybe your kids have told you. Maybe family members and friends have intimated that, you know, you may be drinking too much. If that's you and you want to make some changes, then get in touch. My email's in the show notes. I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you around this. Like that young lady I was speaking to last night, that now will mull over in her head. And she'll be thinking about what she wants to do about her bottle of wine and I habit and there are so many people that easily get through a bottle of wine and I and don't blink an eye at it at all and again I'm not here to judge you because been there done it got the t-shirt a thousand plus times over I understand the nature of alcohol and the tolerance you build 
to get that buzz, you need more alcohol. Your brain gets used to it, your body gets used to it, and it just needs more to get that buzz. And it's a slippery slope. So, I'll leave that thought with you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you've got any questions, just send me an email. Carol at warriormumcoaching.com And I'd be more than happy to have a conversation or even an email conversation with you. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day, whatever it is you're doing. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. If you've been left with a question from today's episode, then please drop me a line. I love to answer listeners' questions as it adds to the flavour of the show. And of course, it's completely anonymous. All links are in the show notes and I'm looking forward to sharing again next week and helping you to find your path to freedom. It really does take courage to take that first step. But remember, nothing changes if nothing changes.